Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have your New Japan Cup slash Dominion recap. We talk about Fight for the Fallen in AEW. NXT with Keith Lee's first week as the champ champ. We also have, I don't know, the horror show and extreme rules predictions. It looks like a hell of a card. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Bay of Ringside podcast. So you, you just couldn't just say that without I had to be, going that last party. I was, that was sarcastic. I don't know. Ditch that Seriously. nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band for Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Gimmick Jagger. And out there in <laughs> Edwardsville, Illinois, we have two beers. Zach Bowman, what's going on, two beer? Finally, a pop culture reference that I can get. Sorry for the sports last week. No, it's fine. No, it's just I always just like to pop for them. Um, but... Uh, now I'm good. Uh, I just found out I'm Corona negative. Had a little scare. Got tested. Um, celebrated, like getting exposed, and uh, also finding out I was negative in the same way by drinking start hard seltzers starting at 10 a.m. every day of the week. <laughs> so uh, it's been it's quite it's been quite a week, guys, and uh, we got some stuff to talk about. Oh, I'm so happy you're coronavirus negative and. <laughs> Out there in University <laughs> City, I mean, I'm still waiting for my test results. Out there in University City, St. Louis, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow me to ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band for Ringside podcast, volume 164, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good spark saith, hashtag, who the heels, it is all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I'll see you in eight days. Um, I don't know. That just interesting week of wrestling. I'll say that because there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> just for everybody that knows me, I am alive. I am well. I have not injured myself in any form or fashion due to what happened over the weekend. <laughs> I have in one piece physically and mentally. So thank you all for asking. But yes, I am fine. What are you talking about? I feel bad. I didn't even reach out. Uh, not <laughs> I really don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. We'll get into it. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, <laughs> I'm coming at you from steamy South St. Louis uh, in my basement. I got tested for COVID last week. I am still awaiting my results. So it's a good thing we were ready for this, um, you know, four months into the pandemic. Um, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of wrestling to talk about. Uh, we're skipping the takeover do-over this week just because we have Dominion and we have predictions. And we'll get back to it next week. I forget which one it is, but I'll let you know before the end of the show. Unless, it's Jason, you can... End. Okay, NXT TakeOver, the end. If you guys want to watch along, we'll be reviewing it next week um, because... Well, we don't have any predictions next week. But, uh, Jason, before we get too far into it, why don't you tell us about F&B Eatery? F&B Eatery on the corner of 3453 Southampton. Southampton and Marquette, home of the best smash burger you've never heard of. So remedy that situation. Slide on through, grab some curbside, 
Check them out on your social media across the board on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, FB Eatery, Daily Specials. Keep you abreast on when they're open, when they're closed. Keep your ass out the doghouse, boys and girls. FB Eatery, corner of 3453 Southampton. Tell them that Bam from Ringside sent you. Let's get to that three count. One, two, three. JCB, why don't you start us off? <sighs> I guess this is why they call him evil for real. The seat of the crime. Well, I guess we can go back first to New Japan final, evil versus Okada. Um, pretty, didn't have much faith that evil would take this because it's Okada, it's the Rain Man, but obviously evil pulls out the victory to win the New, J- New Japan Cup final. A bit of surprise, not a great match, good, but a bit of a surprise nonetheless because Okada loses. Anytime Okada loses, whether it's fair, unfair, whatever the case may be, it takes at least me by surprise. So then at this point, obviously, Naito comes out. I'm figuring this is where they're going to have a little face-off, you know, fist bump, you know, let's see who the best man of LIJ is. But that goes south. Instead of the fist, Evil throws up the two sweet and attacks Naito. So now we have a heel turn. So, of course, as the Naito mark of the group, I'm now instantly heated. Evil is dead to me at this point. I immediately want revenge. So I'm patiently waiting for Saturday slash Sunday, depending on where you live, to come up so I can see revenge on one evil fast forward to osaka joe hall saturday slash sunday wherever you live and i was greatly disappointed evil is now your iwgp heavyweight and intercontinental champion with a little help of one dick togo one gato considerable fuckery across the board whether it's chairs go blow whatever the case may be. So let's just get down to it. My initial knee-jerk reaction is, of course, I'm pissed off because this is not the story. This is not the storyline, the angle, whatever word you want to call it that I was anticipating. Of course, Naito is going to lose the title at some point. They all do, but let's keep it clean for 30 seconds. This is one title defense coming into this pandemic obviously taking a hold of the angles. So I'm trying not to be Gato has something out for Naito, but if you look at the past, it has been Naito having a great win to win the championship and then one title defense, and then he costs it up. So you have a conspiracy theory that is out there, one that I try not to, cater to but it's hard to not to cater to it when once again at least twice in back-to-back scenarios this has kind of happened so where do we go from here wait a minute one doesn't know hold on can i cut you off there for a second you say you're not catering to this conspiracy theory but it was like the first fucking thing you mentioned so are you catering to it or not catering to it I'm not going to because this is why. And a, and a good friend of mine said this on Twitter, and I kind of agree with it. Gato plans long term. So th- obviously we're not planning for a pandemic 
but the long-term story must stay in place. So the if this starts in February, this is now June, I'm sorry, July. There was supposed to be tower defenses that Naito was going to have that Gato booked that now, for whatever reason, he's not going back. He's moving forward. Um, Two Beer says it a lot. Right around now is when Gato starts to book for Russell Kingdom. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to jump on the conspiracy bandwagon. I'm going to go with this is what was along the line. This was the plan, but the pandemic has fast-forwarded the plan. Gato was going to have Evil be the champion, but we were going to have some title defenses from Naito to get to this point. Okay. So no, I'm not going to get on the conspiracy theory. Before we get to Beer's thoughts on the main event of Dominion, I'm going to ask you this question. Are you mad at Evil's victory as a mark or as a smark? Um, it's probably because I'm a mark. Okay, um, all right. All right. It, it, you got to because Evil or Sonata was going to have to break away from the other, and then at that point you can see what they're going to do. It the reason why it feels a lot is because we fast forward to this point. It's like watching the movie fifteen minutes in and then jumping an hour ahead, and then like, okay, what the fuck just happened? You know, it's going to be a lot. So. It's a lot to take in. So, yeah, I'm probably more mad as a mark because Naito is the man versus being a smart where you want to build new stars. Gotcha. Zach, what do you think of the main event? Uh, I think I'm actually a little more mad as a smart, and I'm almost, like, kind of mad at myself for being a smart about it because I like evil, and I, I think it's adorable that evil and Io Shirai are, like, together and are both at the top of their respective promotions and they're like very respectable promotions they're like the top of the top cream of the crop but like as a smart the reason i say this is neither one of those main events were particularly great like and you're with okada and you're with naito and i really like evil and i just don't know you know iwgp heavyweight championship is probably I would say right now, like, you know, in the last, like, five years, like, seven years, it, it's the championship in wrestling, right? It, it's like if I if I could be one champion, I would pick that because I feel like it's the most respectable. It's the most, like, hard to achieve because the standards are so high. And uh, especially, like, with the double championship, I just don't know if Evil is that guy. And I like Evil a lot. And it kind of hurts me to say that. Um, that said, um, the angle was like pretty hot, you know, definitely a lot of heat. And I don't love all that outside interference stuff. I didn't mind it so much in the first night because Kevin Kelly did a really good job of like explaining it away because they didn't show evil didn't see it. Right. And he almost like explained it like, oh, evil would be so mad to know that his victory over Okada was tainted. Uh, but then he turns heel like right after that and kind of washes that away. But I still thought that was a cool story. But, you know, time will tell. We'll see. Like, Evil is definitely capable of putting on really good matches. But 
I feel like if you're going to do like this uh, heel turn from a from a uh, a um, a babyface group, right? Like I would almost rather go with like Ishii, who you know is going to put on amazing matches and has like all this charisma. Uh, but I mean, it kind of it kind of got two birds stoned at once because now Lij is like a full on babyface group, and before they were kind of tweeners, even though everybody loved them. They were kind of like Bullet Club when like Kenny and the Bucks were in it. It's like, yeah, they were heels, but everybody loved them. So I don't know. It's just it's interesting times, and I just wasn't like thrilled with like the those two shows. Like they were fine. Show and Show and uh, Shingo was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the tag match was really good. But like I feel like for Dominion, which is like the second biggest show of New Japan, it wasn't it wasn't typical. And I know that we're in a pandemic, but like. It, it was kind of a letdown overall. Like, everything was just kind of, like, shadowed. So, that's that was my thoughts. Uh, I, as being not as big of an NJPW, uh, I, I know less than both of you guys do. And I thought that it made sense to – I mean, basically, they have three guys at the very top, right, now that Kenny's gone. They have Okada – they have, sorry, they have Okada, they have Naito, they have Ibushi, right? So they kind of have to make somebody. And what better time to make somebody than right now when there's really nobody there so that if Naito's going to get it back at Wrestle Kingdom, he can hopefully, knock on fucking wood, he can hopefully do it in front of a crowd, you know? You, they had to make it, and correct me if I'm wrong. It, I mean, those are the three guys at the very top, right? Those are the three guys that are Tanahashi. Kid, oh, and Tanahashi. Okay, so they got four guys, but Tanahashi is on Jay White. I, well, Jay, Jay White's not in the country. Yeah, Jay White well, can't be there. If if you want to if you want to say this is the roster, name me your top guys. Those four or five guys, to me, are the tier one guys of new japan and now there's yeah, I feel an- like maybe the heel turn was like because jay white's not in maybe it was always yeah, going to be evil that, that, right but maybe yeah, evil wasn't going to turn you kind of you kind of stole my thunder a little bit that was the next thing i was going to say go ahead Bill. but now that now they've now they've got another guy and having him be the you know the champ champ so to say, so to speak now they have another guy who's at the top of the card. Now he he's not the worker that those other guys are. Like Zach said, he's very capable of putting on great matches. Even though I don't feel like I'm as big of a NJPW, uh, I don't know as much as you guys do. I have watched two full G ones, so I've seen a lot of Evil matches, and I like Evil, but he's not the he's not the next level work rate guy that the other guys that we mentioned are. And neither is Jay White, but I mean Tanahashi. Okada, Ibushi, and Naito obviously are. Um, so I wasn't that mad with it. I really didn't like all the, the schmozzy stuff that happened at the end, especially at at that big of a card. I prefer, I would have much preferred that he went over clean, much to Jason's chagrin, but <laughs> I understand that they're telling a story, and like you said, now LIJ are full-on baby phases, and evil is a... And maybe evil, maybe the story was that he didn't see the interference when he beat Okada, but he certainly low-blowed Sonata the match before. So it's not like he wasn't leading in this direction the whole time, right? 
Yeah, then he lowballed Okada. I mean, you kind of saw the pattern coming up to it. It was whether or not you wanted to believe that they would actually pay it off at the end with the, the championship win. I will agree with, well, to piggyback on what uh, Tupier said, now if and when Jay White comes back, you have an instant storyline where who's the leader of Bullet Club. Jay White was basically that guy. Gato had his back. Now he's left, and now Evil's the man now. So you have that storyline going in. I don't necessarily... It wouldn't have mattered to me if Evil won clean or not. But everybody's got to remember, and I've seen this complaint about you know the Bullet Club interference. This is what Bullet Club does. It's not like this is... They've done this back to the AJ Styles days. You know, they interfere, and that's just what happens. So, yeah, did I like it? Not so much because I'm a mark. You're doing it against my boy. Do I understand it? Yeah, I get it. It's Bullet Club. That's what they do. Okay. Uh, My favorite match of the night was, well, first, before we get to that, let's talk about Show versus Shingo. What do you think about that, Zach? Uh, It was really good. I mean, like, it totally delivered. It's what uh, it was what I was expecting, right? You know, like we had just seen uh, these guys go in the New Japan Cup and show got the win over Shingo, which earned him a title shot. And it just it went the way you expected. Like, I didn't expect show to win this time. But, um, you know, they put on a hell of a match, a hard hitting match. Um really nice to see it in front of fans you know like the japanese fans like super respectful they were told to clap and not cheer because they all had to wear masks and they all the temperature checks and uh but they said clap instead of cheering uh, because they even with wearing masks they didn't want to transmit like droplets right um and they all did and like uh even just the clapping at one-third capacity it was uh it was cool to see um so uh i it was probably my the mat the match of the weekend for me as far as like new, not weekend but 11th and 12th I don't, who knows days anymore i don't know days but, uh, <laughs> Must be it nice. was the match of that cluster that new japan cluster that i watched no i would agree uh, i said it on twitter before the match even started i can't even think of a bad shingo show match and this basically was just an extension of their little rivalry they got going on. Um, Yo being hurt might have been helpful to, to show in this scenario because that kind of set him, set him up to be able to take on Shingo. They were kind of leaning that way, but once Yo got hurt at the beginning of the tour, that, that definitely paved the way to that. Show to me is the Otis. He's the Montez Ford, he's the Shawn Michaels of Rapongi 3K. He'll be the bigger star of the two. At some point, he'll be a never-weight open champion or a singles title holder at some point. But, uh, no, I thought that was the match of the weekend between the two nights. Um, And that's kind of sad when you got Okada and Naito as the main event both nights. And I can't put either one of those matches ahead of this one. Did you call him the Otis? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Who's the, what's the other guy's name? He's, he's the 
Tucker. Hold up, Zach. Tucker. No, damn. So oh, I knew that. I knew that. Come on. Sorry. No, we were going to find out He's if you were going to know. He's the Peyton Royce of the group. Oh. Oh, my God. That is not the I way. Was, I was. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but said she did. He's the Christian of the group. Um, mm. My favorite. Oh. <laughs> that was spicy. That was hot take. <laughs> Uh, my favorite match of the night was the t- was the tag match with uh, Saber Junior and Tai Chi versus Ibushi and Tanahashi. What do you think of that, Jason? It's it's about goddamn time. I'll just say it like that. I was a Tai Chi mark for a little bit, and right when the time it was, I think it was not this G one, but the G one before. He was having a good G one. He got the Iron Glove. I was thinking, you know. This was the arrow was pointing upwards, and then for whatever reason, it kind of flatlined. It went back to the old Tai Chi where he felt like the enhancement mid car. This was if there was an MVP for the New Japan Cup, it's Tai Chi. You can't sit up here and beat Tanahashi and Abushi in consecutive nights, basically work them over all the way up until the title match, and then win the title match clean, look, I, I'm going to love Zack Sabre Jr. That's on record. But now I'm, I'm kind of back on this Tai Chi bandwagon trying to, you know, get on the back end of it while it's starting to pick up steam again. But, no, it was, it was a good match just in the sense that, to me, the booking was right because it breaks off Tanahashi and Ibushi. They're not a tag team. They were never meant to be a tag team. For whatever reason, they decided to do it, and it looked cute. That's some WWE shit. Tai Chi and Saber Junior feel like a tag team, though. Like they're they, both they're both they, a couple of shit. But they were in tag league, in you know back to back years, so they they have that tag team feel, and they act like a tag team. The finish was a tag team finish. You right. know what I'm saying? That to me just feels more indicative of what I'm looking for from a division that's basically devoid of any good tag teams. Let's start with one good one and go from there. Got Tanahashi and Ibushi chase evil from this point. All right. Tubir, what'd you think of that match? Uh, I really liked it. Uh, Tanahashi really showing, um, you know, I don't want to say showing his age because I mean, my God, like the guys has such youthful features and he has like one of the most impressive physiques of anybody in wrestling. But like, his knees are – it's like a total story, right? They, they play it in the story, but, like, that's not kayfabe. Like, his knees are, like, going out. Too many years of high-five flows, too many years of carrying an entire promotion on his goddamn shoulders, your knees are going to end up, you know, giving out. And this was their first defense. They were not going to be this, like, you know, long-term, like, title reign. It was really cool to, like, see them – uh, together, and I think, like Jason said with Naito, I think we would have gotten some more like defenses if we wouldn't have had the pandemic. But you know, that's that's one more thing that the pandemic like took from us. Um, but uh, it was a really fun match. I especially love the spot that they've been doing throughout, and that happened here with uh, the dragon screw leg whip, uh, where one person basically does like a full Nelson, and then they do the dragon screw leg whip, and it makes it like even more like kind of like vicious right yeah it looks awesome Tana- yeah it looks great and Tanahashi like that's like his dragon screw leg whip is like Okada's like um 
drop kick, right? You know, it's like you just wait for it. And it's always like a big part of the match. And to kind of have that turned on him in such a creative way was really cool. And um, yeah, these guys are all great workers, man. And Tai Chi being in there with such great workers, he 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 gets to that point. And I'll agree with Jason. He was the MVP of this cup, even with such great workers like Okada. Like, I feel like Okada kind of underperformed. Um compared to Tai Chi, which is like bonkers to me. No, but, no, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. I'm not the, no. He brought he brought back out the Cobra Clutch, which to me gives yeah. him more of just the rainmaker to finish matches. Now was was his matches good? Was the, the final match good? No. But the Takahashi match I thought was off the chain. So I, I can't say he underperformed. It just wasn't what I I think we were kind of expecting. If that makes sense. All right, Zach. No, sit, yeah, you're, Zach, you're, defend your correct. position. Zach, you said Okada mailed it in. Let's hear you defend it. <laughs> I didn't say like he mailed it in, but you know, I think you know we've had this discussion like over the past like couple weeks of like uh, having high expectations, right? And when it's Okada, who's arguably the greatest working wrestler, um, you have high expectations, and especially when he's with paired with great wrestlers. And yeah, the Hiromu match was great, and it was it was total fireworks. Um, you know, you totally expect like that to be fantastic. But, you know, I've seen good Okada evil matches, right? And this just wasn't, it was fine, but it just was. And they've had, it's been kind of hit and miss. Like their G1 stuff, you know, some been like three, three and a half star, some been like four, four and a half star. It's just, it just really kind of depends. But agreed. Uh, yeah. This was more of the three, three and a half version. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and maybe it's fans too. Maybe it's fans because oh, think about Okada working such a slow style. Uh, it works when there's fans there and they're there to like cheer in those lulls. But like Okada's style is very psychological, and I think that's one of the reasons he's one of the best in the world. He's not always super flashy. We've said it before that it it doesn't seem to make as big of a deal that there's no fans there at the New Japan stuff as opposed to American wrestling. I will say that the only thing that I kind of miss is, and I, I, I hope nobody takes this as offensive or racist to Japanese people or Japanese crowds, but there's always women out in the crowds that are going, hey, hey, like the whole time, you know what I mean? And like, that's the only thing that I really miss. <laughs> That I mean, otherwise it would sound like a normal crowd, except nobody pops big at the uh, like the climax of a match. But do you guys know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Are you are you ready to say they they didn't cheer for Naito on the way down? They didn't you know chant his name, so I kind of missed that. I get, I, yeah, I I totally get what you're saying. It's, I mean, when it when they needed to make a, an an effect, they did when. Evil one, you heard a kind of a gasp, and then everybody shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? When Dick Togo came in impersonating Bushi, and then he unmasked, you know, the crowd gasped. So, I mean, they jumped in when they needed to jump in, which is what ultimately wrestling is missing right now. We're missing the fans, whether, you know, they want to try to take over the show or just be a part of the show. We're missing that interaction to where is this heel turn from evil being accepted or not? You couldn't really tell because it was kind of like shocking to a certain degree, but nobody really booed until he had the belts in his hand, and then they started to boo. When they attacked Naito after the match, then they started to boo. But immediately you just didn't hear that. 
And that's the kind of stuff we need. They're the, like I said before, the fans are the litmus test. I mean, it's they're the a, first ones that are going to tell you whether it's good or bad in their minds. That's about as blatant of a heel turn as you're going to have, though. I mean, he's he definitely turned way oh, way. Yeah. Oh yeah, don't do not misunderstand. That dude's dead to me. He's dead. Who, okay. Who takes the title from Evil? <sighs> Um, Sonata. No, they're going to have a match, but I don't think it. Are you saying Sonata good pick? I would say Sonata. If you can find a way, and I think this is the NXT problem too. If you can find a way to have a match with just a title, in this case, Sonata would be the Intercontinental title. Then I would say it would work. Double champion. I think we run into the same problem with Evil as Sonata. It's just, it's a lot to ask for Sonata. He's good. He's not double champion good. Zach. I just want to point out how awesome that pun was. Yeah, thank you. I don't think Jason caught it at all. Um, uh, oh, my God. I was dying. I was actually <laughs> peeing, so I had you guys on mute because I was like, there was like piss going into the toilet bowl that you definitely would have heard. Yeah, it was, I mean, I, I was out on a limb there by myself and no, I got no reaction. I mean, now I know what it's like to be a wrestler in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, Zach, <laughs> any, uh, any last thoughts on Dominion? Any other thing you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, I think we buried the lead here with, uh, Master Watto. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, Bill ain't gonna know what the fuck you're talking about. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, basically, basically, Bill, uh, we had a we had the debut of New Japan World Glacier. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, I like that. Yeah, no, you we didn't. We had multiple video. We had multiple video packages like all month, and then we just got a guy and with blue dyed blue hair doing some martial arts moves. And some Oh, no, yeah, that's, I uh, missed that part. That's what's-his-face. That's uh, uh, Quado. Not Quado. That, that's uh, Total Recall. But uh, <laughs> Nathan Jones. That's Total Recall. <laughs> that's Total no, Recall. No, lion. I can't think of his name off the oh, top yeah, of my Kawada head. Oh, is his name. Oh, yeah, that, okay, that's who it was. He went over to Excursion, and now he's back as Master Wado. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm just giving him, I'm just giving him shit because... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just giving him shit. New uh, Japan, Glacier. Like, I mean, it was it was fine. Like, I mean, the jury's out. Like, we got to see him in some stuff. But like, uh, uh, shit. it just felt really it felt really gimmicky for New Japan, right? Like, a but, little bit. I mean, it was a little anticlimactic. Yeah, Evil and Taichi feel gimmicky until like you see him wrestle too. Like, I mean, like, right? Evil's the goddamn double champion. He comes out with dollar store. Halloween shit on him. So. Not anymore. Not anymore. I was getting ready to say Milano. I think that was rebarrying that lead. Milano tried to jump over the rail and get some. I'm like, okay, that's what's up. Shit. Don't be breaking yeah. my feet. He's a hunky boy. He got Yoshirai. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> God served is what he did. You know who's not too gimmicky for New Japan? Yano. Let's get to that two counts. <laughs> Fuck Yano, you motherfucker. Three. Three. <laughs> Two Beer, why don't you tell us about a kind of newsworthy AEW Dynamite? Yeah, so uh, AEW Dynamite was really good this week. Um, we uh, were doing a little bit of group texting uh, during it. Um, it was, you know, pretty exciting. Um, 
just like a fun show. It was Fight for the Fallen, so it was like a charity show. Uh, but there was just some really fun stuff on this. Uh, uh, opened up uh, Sunny Kiss and Cody uh, put on a, a fun TV championship match and lo- had a really good story. Um, really put Sunny Kiss over. Like uh, his entrance was really good. Uh, I actually texted to the group text here. Uh, Sunny Kiss is dummy thick uh, because <laughs> he was dancing with the Jaguar cheerleaders. And uh, he looked good. He was, he was good, did a good job. And, um, but anyway, the match was fun because Arn Anderson was mad at Cody because he didn't have his head in the game. And Cody very obviously didn't have his head in the game. And he gave a whole lot to Sonny Kiss in the match. Uh, Sonny Kiss got a lot of offense and then eventually Cody took it. And that's, that's the formula for a television championship uh, match. And a lot of people are, freaking out about Cody turning heel because he kind of he played the subtle heel in this but I feel like that's just kind of the psychology that you have to work uh in that kind of setting uh you're not gonna have like baby faces shaking hands every single time like Cody because it's an open challenge is gonna face some baby faces sometimes and I feel like to make the match better he's gonna act heelish and it comes naturally because he's he is what he is, right? He's like, he's a very prominent figure in professional wrestling, not just in AEW. So I feel like he can kind of toe that line and be that tweener. Um, but I mean, like, I thought this match was good. Um, and Cody, you know, went over, but Sunny Kiss is now a bigger star than he was yesterday. He's certainly on the map, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I don't, I don't remember the exact order of things, but then we had like, uh, it's just from my mind, the FTR versus Lucha Brothers match, which on paper um, just had me like rock hard. And um, I mean, by the end of it, I finished, but uh, they had some, some oh, rough patches at the beginning and <laughs> the Lucha Brothers, you know, couldn't quite get it together. It wasn't FTR. It was like Lucha Brothers like had some like issues, uh, but the second half of the match was like, awesome and had a really creative finish where Dax Harwood pulled Phoenix's mask off and then rolled him into a cradle and uh, you know pinned him and it protected the Lucha Brothers because they can now have another match further on down and yeah they took a loss but it was a loss because they cheated but they didn't really cheat because AEW doesn't have like that that mask rule like Mexico does so uh, I just thought it was good but yeah like uh at the end of the day, it was not the best match of the night, which I thought it was going to be. The best match of the night was the next match, which was uh, the Elite, which is Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Jurassic Express. And they had a total spot fest that was also full of storyline where Kenny was playing the not-so-subtle heel and really roughing up Marco's stunt. And even after the match, like, puts into him. And Kenny's like, what do you mean? It's a match. And and jungle or uh what's his name no, he's uh, saying, what do you mean like, it's yeah, a match like, they tried to kill match. you he's like we're done with the match you know like but uh yeah like i thought that was the match of the night um it was great uh, i did i did bury the lead there because uh chris jericho came out talking shit on orange cassidy before that and ended up getting doused in orange juice and having a fantastic promo where he talked about the demos and people were groaning about it, I'm sure. 
but like I pop because he called himself the demo god <laughs> and that spot apparently I saw the ratings today doubled the demo in NXT so he continues to be the demo god he was 200% the the 18 to 49 demo of that time slot than NXT and was and probably sold a million towels because like he dried off with an Orange Cassidy towel which was like such a funny like uh, like visual spot uh but i just told my wife like yesterday that we need to like cut back on spending or i would have just outright bought one of these orange cassidy towels uh, <laughs> hey, bar. so y- yeah you also so got you also kind of buried the part where hangman page went off with ftr drinking after ftr doused kenny omega with a couple God, of beers God, beat me to it twice well talk oh, about yeah, it jason sorry. let's have it well, the, 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 I'm going to jump back to Sunny Kiss, and then I'll lead me to this. Please do. Um, Sunny Kiss, I think, leading up to this, especially on his dark matches with Joey Janela, has you know flashes of athletic talent. This kind of got him over as a singles guy. Now, if he kills sometime, some point, I would assume he would win this TNT title because it's pretty much made for a mid-card contender. He's a really good mid-card contender. I think we can put away the he's gay nonsense and look at him in the ring. The gimmick is quote unquote gay. Well, I think I think I think we can we can put it aside. I know there's people out there that probably can't put it aside. Okay, trust me, I know they can't. Jumping to Cody, Cody being heelish, that feels real to me because at a certain point as the champion, you don't want to give the title up, so you're gonna you know. Do some things that you know you might not normally do to keep the title. Arn getting on Cody, I thought was amazing. Now to kind of spin it forward a little bit, going towards FTR and uh, Hangman Page. There's a little scuttlebutt that there might be a quote unquote four horsemen of AEW coming to pass. That might be the tease of why you're seeing F. FTR and Page because they're supposed to be on one side, the elite supposed and Cody is supposed to be on the other side. Sean Spears is going to be the singles guy on the FTR Page side. For well, Page would probably be the lead guy, but all this is speculation. So, like I said, that might be a reason they're teasing that to where you know we we're hearing this rumor. Here's something to throw out at, but it could just be easily guys like to drink. FTR got pissed off with that Kenny poured beer out the week before. This week they poured beer on Kenny's head that that got him pissed off about that. So, yeah, I mean, it might just be a scenario where the common ground is we like to drink. Yeah, Jason, I think that's kind of the common ground that you and I have, too, is that, yeah, the common area is we like to drink. So do you think that 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 probably has something to do with Kenny's I wouldn't call it a heel term, but I mean, he definitely acted a lot more heelish in that match with Marco Stunt. He gave Marco Stunt, obviously Marco Stunt probably weighs about 85 pounds, but he gave Marco Stunt a pretty vicious one-winged angel and then beat him up after the match. So, I I mean, I think I know the answer to this. We're probably seeing the end of Kenny and Hangman Page. The thing is, are we going to see the end of them while they still hold the belts? I think we gotta like see because because they've been so good as a tag team. I think we have to see these matches before they split up. Like I think we have to see like this four way maybe between 
Lucha Brothers and FTR and Young Bucks and Hangman Page. I think we have to see like a couple singles matches, like maybe before that, at least like it, as far as fan service goes. Um, there's no need to like rush into it. And AEW shows that they're willing to slow roll a lot of shit. So I I really don't want to rush into like them splitting up just yet. But it, it is going to happen for sure. Like there's no doubt about it. Yeah, that's for sure. But okay. Is it possible? Let me put this out there. Are we going to see a new Four Horsemen style stable with Hangman Page, The Revival, or FDR, and maybe Cody, who also played the heel last night? It would be... That's where I'd have the problem with it because Cody would then have to turn on the elite who he kind of started this it just i need the reason why to wrap my brain around is kenny omega getting ready to win the title you know cody doesn't want kenny to win the title okay i can understand that i mean realistically outside of that i can't see any reason why in kayfabe style kayfabe style that Cody would turn on the Bucks. I could see why he would turn on Hangman Page. That makes a little more sense. But why does why does Kenny have to turn on him? Why can't they turn on Kenny? It seems like they already kind of have. Because Kenny is quote unquote acting out of character. The biggest thing that came out of well, one of the biggest things that came out of that six man is that Kenny proceeded to beat down. 85 pound Marco stunt after the match. Mm -hmm. And then you, you had Nick coming up to him like, dude, what's up? You know, it's after the match, you know, which, which express (laughs) Jurassic express came up to him and started beefing. And then he was like, you know, they tried, Kenny was like, you know, they tried to kill you. You know, what do you mean? It's just a match. So, I mean, Kenny in classic heel fashion is delusional enough to think that what he did was right. That at least leads me to think that Kenny Omega somehow is going to be the heel out of all this if you do a quote-unquote four-horseman type deal. That's why I kind of lean Cody towards the elite side. Sean Spears is with Tully. Tully's been, you know, thrown out during the last FTR matches. So that's why I'm putting Tully, FTR, and Hangman Page on the other side. I forgot about that heck. Okay, I agree with Zach though. That was the uh, that was the match of the night. What else happened, Zach? Uh, we had the the title match. Uh, Brian Cage. Oh well, I mean we had some other stuff. Uh, Vicky Guerrero is the new um, manager of Nyla Rose. Yeah. Um, Good call, Two Beer. Yeah. Uh, some of this probably be better with fans, <laughs> but you know, it that's the thing. Wait, and, did Zach call that or did I call that? I said it last week, but only because I heard it from somebody else and it sounded good. I think I said that like a long time ago, like six months, eight months ago. I think I said that. Good call, Bill. Oh, thank you. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Zach. <laughs> Jeez. And then we had a, uh, a really good main event um, title match. Uh, you know, Moxley has not been around for a few weeks because of COVID. You know, Renee had COVID. Thankfully, he never got it, but, um, you know, we had uh, 
him versus Brian Cage and uh, biggest match of Brian Cage's career uh, for sure. And I think he delivered like a solid performance, like looked really good. You know, they fought definitely a Moxley style match and um, Moxley's working over the arm, which was that Cage had just had surgery on. So I think he had a torn bicep maybe. And that mm-hmm. was kind of what delayed his his arrival in AEW. Yeah, Excalibur and called it the whole story. Excalibur called it his Achilles bicep, which which I thought was really good. the 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 <laughs> announcers did a really funny. good the announcers did a really good job of talking about the bicep throughout the match, and it set up the ending well. Like the performers and the announcers together, I thought told the story really well. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, be- absolutely, because, you know, Taz ends up throwing on the towel, uh, essentially saving Cage from potential, en- you know, career-ending or career-like shortening injury. Uh, he just had this problem, so uh, it protects Cage, makes, you know, protects Moxley. Uh, Moxley, you know, beat this big guy up and made him, he didn't make him tap out, but he, he won the match, and, um, you know, Cage... You know, still looks fine. Uh, Darby Allen then comes in for Bill's favorite segment of the evening and uh, <laughs> takes him out with a skateboard and uh, sets up a match. You were know, you waiting? For, were you waiting uh, for me to comment there? I was. Yeah. Do you want? Uh, okay. I'll I'll comment here. You can't imagine my disappointment when the lights went out. And I was like, oh, fuck, who is it going to be? <laughs> like, who could it be? And then it's fucking that midget Darby Allen up there with this fucking skateboard and his half-painted face. No, Sorry for the M-word, everybody. That's all I, that's all I got, Zach. That's all I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to get all worked up. I was just... It was like AEW. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh, <laughs> you sound like a parent for real. I know. I know you got a, kids. It was a entertaining show, though. Overall, I really liked the show a lot. Did it's you two did, hours of wrestling? But uh, you know, I'm just a hater, Zach. Did you like it when Darby Allen showed up? Did you know it was Darby Allen when the lights went out? I did not. No, it was Darby Allen when the lights went out because, you know, we're at a time of uncertainty. Um, some of these WWE guys' contracts are coming up, and there's Oh, they're free game at this them. point. I was going to say, uh, open season started yesterday. They can sign anywhere. You know, what my, you know what my first thought was? And this probably added to my disappointment. My first thought was Rusev. <laughs> no, he's got COVID, man. He's got to isolate. But Does yeah, he really? I mean, yeah. God yeah. damn, you guys are on top um, of shit. Pretty sure he got it from. Pretty sure he got it from Lana. Pretty, pretty sure he got it from Bobby Lashley. See, you, y'all. Like <laughs> See, okay, I'm gonna start from the main event. Work my way backwards, really quick. Please. The main event was good. I like the fact that Moxley went for the arm versus you know concentrating on the the paradigm shift and getting the pin. Um. We're not really even talking about uh, Taz throwing in the towel. I mean, I think that's kind of a a big deal in the sense that it at least protects Cage where down the line, 
his this loss isn't looked as bad as like you know he never tapped he, he never tapped it's he like it's like in. austin passing out right it's you know? kind of the way to make sure that yeah he lost but this is why he lost and i think that was kind of the reason why taz was kind of put in that spot now the, the title itself this is where i think darby allen comes in when the lights went out i'm like most people I'm like, okay, who is it? And I'm like, okay, is it EC3? Is it this person? Is it this person? I had like two or three names just rolling in my mind. And when Darby Allen came out, I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense. I just wish they'd have had Darby Allen interfere in the match and then have Moxley win. And then you can set it up that way. That makes a little more, at least, storyline sense, but neither here nor but there. But Moxley's the babyface. Moxley's the babyface, though. Why would you have Darby Allen interfere on the babyface's accord? Moxley, it's not about Moxley, and they kind of said it afterwards that they ha- they don't necessarily get along. So it wasn't to help Moxley. It was to get back at Brian Cage. It's not to, you know, be buddy-buddy with Moxley. Even when Moxley, at, you know, at the very end, he kind of put the pound out or whatever. Darby Allen wasn't having that. <laughs> okay. All right. So work backwards from there. Jericho is the only thing I had a problem with. I get the, the segment, but that I've seen that segment before. It's called DX. Okay. I get it. People like it. I'm one of those that were kind of like, eh, all right, you know, been there, done that. It All it did was to push the rating, which doesn't bother me one bit. What does matter, it helps Orange Cassidy along. It gives him the spotlight. And but Jer- the, the segment itself, eh. And Jericho said that, he, that there would definitely be a rematch now because he was so pissed off with Orange Cassidy. I, You know, Orange Cassidy... Uh, Tony Khan came out last week and said that Orange Cassidy proved that he can be a main eventer. I'm not sure if that's true. I know that Orange Cassidy can definitely work, and that match last week with Jericho was definitely really cool. I'm glad that they're having a rematch. I'm glad that Jericho is making him look so good. My only problem with that segment was Ortiz trying to do the Vince McMahon swimming in the beer. When he was trying to swim in the orange juice, it's like, dude, oh, like, he was he was pret falling like crazy. Yes, I know. It he looked like fucking Steve Martin or something. It's like, dude, you're putting it on a little too hard. The reason that why hard, yeah. the reason why that Vince McMahon thing was so funny, where he's trying to swim in the beer, is because it was Vince McMahon and he's an old man. And not only that, but just, I mean, that probably wasn't even really that funny at the time. It becomes funny later on. I, I don't know. It's- Ortiz is definitely a little over the top, and I, I thought the same thing. Like, I, I, like, forgive him for it, but I... Yeah, I'm I not. Ma- I'm not mad. Everybody there. I'm not mad at him. It's just. It's just like, come on. No, I'm not mad either. It's just for me, Let- like I said, as soon as I saw it, DX flashed in my head, and that's it. I mean... Dude, that, that commentary afterwards, though, were like, that entire time he's going on about that being a $7,000 jacket. And like, as soon as he came out, I thought, look at that fucking jacket. And then like, <laughs> it gets doused in orange juice. And he's like, this is a $7,000 jacket. I'm just dying. You know what, and he's you, telling. Not to, not to get off subject. I was going to talk about Jericho commenting too. Uh, <clears throat> he was really putting over Moxley 
in the main event. I cut you off though, Zach. Go ahead. He re- no, he, re- he you know, and that's like a better topic. He was really putting over Moxley, and he really put over Kenny too, which I think is super interesting because he talked about his line where he said, "You know, Kenny Omega doesn't." Re- respect his opponent when he wears a shirt in the ring. Yep. Right. It's yep. funny because that's totally true. Yes. Because like he would wear his shirts in like G one matches where like with Yano and stuff. And then as soon as Marco got a little up on him, he ripped his shirt off and And Jericho said, I know this guy like the back of my hand. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So perfect because people like complain about Kenny not being in the main event, but like we still have more Jericho Kenny matches right and like we still have like they're currently building guys to be in the main event with Kenny because if Kenny just walked into AEW as the cleaner right like he would have cleaned house and there'd be nobody so right now like they're doing the work of building people to to be in the ring with Kenny and uh, him and Jungle Boy are going to have a feud I think that's going to be off the chain oh I think Jungle Boy looked the best out of anybody in that entire match. I like, agree. He was so he's good. In he's match. insane. He's so good, man. He, he he's like what 22, 23? He has birthday a couple weeks ago, I think. I think he's twenty three. He he definitely looked the best out of that match, and that is in a that's in a ring full of crazy wrestlers. And the elite. Oh, yeah, and think about how good he's going to be in five years if he's spending his formative wrestling years at the age of 22, 23 on TV in a ring with Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. I mean, that's insane, right? He's going to, I mean, the sky's, the sky's the limit, really. Um, Jason, it really is, but I, I am glad that I am glad Jericho is on commentary again. And I think that needs to be something that happens more often, especially during this pandemic. He, I mean, he's a, he's incredible. He he really adds to the show. Uh, Jason, you were counting backwards. Uh, Vicky Guerrero is, is is a nice piece for Nyla Rose. Um, it, she was I'm already leave there. That one alone. <laughs> she was already there. You might as well pair them up next to each other. Now you just got to start figuring out this division itself. Evilise is going to be on. Uh, TV next week. I mean, she better not be able to leave uh, Daly's place without a contract in hand. That way you can start getting some talent. Well, I shouldn't say talent. Get some talent that is available that can wrestle week to week where you can start doing some storylines. All the talent is is there for the most part, but it's either hurt or out of the country. You need to work with more of what you have at this point, and you really only have three women that you've highlighted so far. You need more than that. Ivelisse cannot get out of there without having a contract. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, and what you think about uh, FTR, Lucha Brothers, and Cody and Sonny Kiss? Uh, Are you already talking about Sonny Kiss? Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess I'm okay with the, the, uh, the old FTR... I would rather the Lucha Brothers win just because I feel like they need that momentum. But I get why they booked it that way. They were protected, and that's fine. But it just feels like Lucha Brothers and Santana Ortiz are kind of there to be there now at this point when they first walked in the door. I was really excited for both teams. And, I, you know, at some point they're going to, you know, face each other. At least that was my hope. Now it's kind of like, you know, that luster's kind of gone. And, you know, at this point, I wanted 
I'm just hoping to get good matches out of them. I'm not even expecting them to win anymore, and that's kind of a, a bit of a problem, at least in my mind. All right, that's going to do it for our two counts. One, two, three. All right, for the three count, real quick, we don't have a whole lot of time left, about 25 minutes. <clears throat> We're going to do the NXT NXT last night, which started off with Keith Lee doing his, you know, I guess his coronation promo because now he's the champ champ. And a uh, friend of me of the show, Dijakovic, Dijakovic comes out. And Keith Lee, I, I really liked the way they worked this. Keith Lee said, all the matches with you made me a better wrestler, so I'm going to give you the first shot, which I thought was cool. Uh, Damian Priest went over Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, to me, continues to impress. He really looks good in the ring, even in losses. Uh, he's a great mid-carder. I just wish he could find his character. I, I don't know what his character is supposed to be, like the singer from the Black Crow's fat cousin or something. I, I don't know what he's supposed to be. Uh, we had Shotzi Blackheart versus Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell went over. Then we had Dijak, Dijakovic versus Keith Lee. Uh, maybe maybe not their best outing, but they certainly know how to wrestle each other, and they're two big guys that can fucking go. I enjoyed it. Uh, Keith Lee went over, obviously. Carrying uh, Cross and uh, shit, I want to call her Penelope. What's her Scarlet? name? Yeah, Scarlet Bordeaux uh, came out, and then Cross attacked. Dijakovic backstage, right? Isn't that what happened? Yes, sir. And so we're going to have Dijakovic and Cross next week. I, I I guess that that's part of the build to Lee and Cross. I thought that the match versus Keith Lee might be Dijakovic's swan song in NXT because he's going to the roster. That was my first thought when he lost, but now it looks like he's fighting next week. And then we had... Tegan Knox versus Io Shirai in a very long match. I, I have to think if NXT is doing direct competition against AEW Dynamite, AEW Dynamite has their main event as Cage versus John Moxley, then there's no other counter-programming better probably than Io Shirai and Tegan Knox, right? Zach? That was a great match. Uh, it started out like a little rougher. There was a couple spots where I was like kind of disappointed because it seemed like Tegan was a little slow on the uptake. Like I saw EO like standing, like waiting for Tegan Knox. Like there was a, a roll up spot where she was like kind of standing with her back to her. And I was like, oh man, I was like, that's like a little rough. But like by the end of it, this match was like 20 something minutes long. Like this was an excellent match. And I love both of these women. They're both fantastic wrestlers. And they both look great, and like you said, like I think having them go against Cage, you know, and Moxley, and they promoted that match instead of just saying like, oh, we're gonna put Dijak and and Lee because that's something that we know that they can do. They they put that in the middle of the show, even though it was for like two championships. Yeah, um, it seems like, it like if you're giving counter programming, the exact counter programming. If you're still going to have it be wrestling and not something else, would be Io Shirai versus another women's wrestler, 
because maybe some people are just like, man, I, I like women's wrestling better. Or some people are like, man, I love Io Shirai, you know, or maybe people are it's like, like last week when, yeah, last week we had Orange and Jericho, which was the exact opposite of what uh, Cole and Lee was, right? Like right. It was like a sports entertainment match, whereas Cole and Lee was like full on, you know, just spot fest wrestling. Uh, what do you think, Jason? Um, I'm I'm gonna push back on it. I'm sorry. If you're gonna make oh Keith push Lee, back, motherfucker. Trust me, I will. <laughs> if you're gonna make Keith Lee that guy, and he's gonna be champ, champ. You need to have him as the main event, and it's not a it's not a knock against EO or Tegan Knox. I love EO Shirai. Tegan Knox is warming up to me, but I mean the payoff is EO and Dakota Kai. I mean, you know that that doesn't necessarily feel like the close of the show. The close of the show should have been the way they did it, but just flip it. Have EO and Tegan close the first hour, and then do the guys at the second hour. I mean, it's double champion. It's the first time you've done it in company history. It's over 10 years. Why minimize that to put it in the middle? Make it. Ratings, important. baby. Otherwise, Ratings. Then don't. Okay, then look. Then don't do it. Okay, that's that's my problem with it. Because don't do now, what? Like I said, don't have a double champion because you, what did you just say about Cameron Grimes? You know, he's a good wrestler. He'd be great as the North American champion. Oh, wait. We don't have one because we got champ champ. You got Damian Priest. Same thing. Fuck. He would be a great as the, the, the mid-card champion. But wait, we can't do that. Now, you, this is what I'm talking about. God if you're going to do it, then do it the right way or otherwise don't do it at all. God damn it. Fuck you, He's man. heating up. You're right. Fuck you. <laughs> no, you're you're so right. And you're like very consistent <sighs> in what because you've now, been saying. Because now just let me. Hey, to- just let me. Just let me agree with you. Okay. Fine. You're right, and you've been consistent in your arguments the entire time, and I fucking hate it because I can't push back because you've been saying for a while, don't have it be champ champ, and if you're going to have it be champ if they weren't champ champ, then then you could have a different main event. But that also sounds like you're talking down Ia Shirai a little bit. Let's, let's call it for what it is. Tegan Knox and Io Shirai should not be closing the show. If it was EO versus Charlotte, fair. Even if it was Dakota Kai and EO, that shouldn't be closing the show. You just did the week before something historic, and that comes in the middle of the show? Come on, dog. Put Keith Lee over more. Counterpoint, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Ah, God, that's a really good point, man. Like, he got you there, Jason. Sorry. Like, yeah, I'm about to get the water to cool me off. I mean, I'm feeling all burnt. Ah, fuck. I was getting ready to say something. It was going. Oh, this is what I was going to say. When Tegan Knox and e- when Eel beat Tegan Knox and then Dakota Kai came out at the end, my first thought was, "Isn't that Tegan Knox?" I still can't tell him apart. Oh my God. I still can't tell him you apart. You know what's great is I do think this is a good direction. Um, because I feel like Dakota is credible enough to take the championship from EO. EO is definitely, has been, from the moment she signed a WWE contract, good enough to be on the main roster, and she deserves that money. She's and crazy good. especially Yeah, especially with Kyrie and her, like, swan song here. So, like, EO goes to the main roster. 
Dakota takes the championship from EO and then Tegan Knox gets her ultimate revenge by taking the championship from Dakota Kai. I mean, let them go that route, but okay. Let them book the territory, guys. That's going to do it for our three counts. One, two, three. All right, guys. Time for some predictions. Biggest, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you guys would call this the second or the third biggest pay per view of the year, but we have <laughs> the horror show at Extreme Rules. I don't know why the fuck they're calling it that. As far as I can tell, a lot of cinematic bullshit. As far as I hence the horror show. As far as I can tell, there's two quote unquote cinematic matches on the card, uh, and we can start off with those. The first one being Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in what's being called a swamp match for the belts. Braun Strowman is the champion. Jason, I'll let you go first. I have not watched SmackDown in damn near a month. God, I, I haven't either, dude. This one right. Give me Braun Strowman. <laughs> Jason's taking Braun Strowman. Two beers. Zach Bowman, go ahead. Yeah, give me Braun Strowman. God damn it. I'm just coming into the wind here at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody's Whoa. watched. None of us has watched SmackDown. Um, Keep that shit inside. You know what? And they weren't even Thanks on Smack. They weren't even on SmackDown this week, so it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, I'll take Wyatt. It's in his yard, right? Yeah, they're going his, back to the swamp. His yard's a swamp, right? Okay. The other one that's God, that's gonna be horrible. The other one that's going to be cinematic, in what might be the. St- well, I won't say. You know what? I won't say it's the stupidest, but it's not definitely not cool. The eye for an oh, we eye. Have, we have the we have the award for the stupidest match on this card. I actually had a dream last night that I did a JCB rant, and you guys were really mad at me because I was a terrible co-host, and I kept interrupting you every time you wanted to say anything. <laughs> just a rant about how bad the eye for an eye match was. I wish I could go ahead. Go ahead. The singers. <laughs> I wish I could remember him. I'm just, apparently, I'm generally just mad about this. Have you heard the rumors about this? Oh, no, not at all. Uh, Well, I haven't heard a rumor about who's going to win, but I've heard a rumor that it's going to be a cinematic match and that they are going to use CGI. Mm hmm. Uh, Emphasis on I. Oh, that's stupid. I didn't even get it when you first said it. It was so fucking stupid. Uh, so I'll go first. Whose eye is going to have to be removed? That's right. For those of you that aren't in the know, Seth Rollins is fighting Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio's son is going to be in his, quote, corner? I don't know. And the match can't end until one person removes the other person's eye. Dude, this shit makes me embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Embarrassed. Oh, this is it. <laughs> this, is, this is it. Dude. <laughs> you haven't already been embarrassed? I, I just I just stay embarrassed. If you stay embarrassed, you don't no. get embarrassed. embarrassed. I'm going I'm going Seth Rollins. I guess this is like what it's like to be a Trump supporter or something. Like, I don't know. But like, Ouch. I, I was at work 
like last week before I had this like COVID scare and we were all hanging out after work and I have Chromecast hooked to my like bar TV. So I threw on uh, Ricochet versus Osprey and I'm like, surely there's nobody in the world that could hate on this match. And like 99% of the people in the room loved it. And there was like one person who was like, this is dumb. And I was like, you're wrong. But actually, like if I, I actually kind of hate that match too. This match. Oh, oh my God! God. <laughs> I actually, I actually kind of hate. I can't, no, I kind of. I've, I've talked. I talked about it two years ago when it happened, because that was the match. Know, that was the match that got a sh- uh, bunch of UFC guys talk shit on it, right? Yeah. All right. Anyway, I got Seth Rollins in the eye for an eye match. I see Ray losing an eye. I see his son getting involved, maybe turning heel. What do you got, Zach? Yeah, I mean, I got Seth Rollins. Ray's not even under contract in WWE. So, Ray, I mean, Ray's had a tough year, man. He got thrown off the uh, WWE building and Money in the Bank. He's got his eye taken out. Uh, Jason, who you got? Yeah, it was Seth Rollins. I can't see Seth being a fucking pirate the rest of his fucking career. That doesn't even make sense. Well, I think it's just going to be one of those things like when if you remember Kane's Kane's face was supposed to be so disfigured that's why he had to wear a mask like nobody's gonna care if you take out Rey Mysterio's eye and then he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2025 with two eyes like kayfabe is dead man just take out his eye fuck it um, yeah, pretty much. We got Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the Smackdown Women's Championship I'll go first here I was kind of thinking about this, like, are we going to have, uh, like, Bailey and Sasha have all the belts? Or are we going to have, I'm picking, I'm picking Nikki Cross. Jason, I'll let you go next. I'm sticking with who I have said is currently the WWE Women's Wrestler of the Year. Bailey, those belts. What do you got, Zach? Yeah, me too. I think uh, Bailey has been the champion of the year as far as WWE goes. So um, I don't see them changing that. Nikki Cross is a talent, and she's definitely capable of good matches. I would actually like to see her challenge Asuka because they've had historically Mm -hmm. good matches. Uh, But I don't see them taking it off Bailey right now. All right, here's the way I see it going. Because I'll go next because Asuka versus Sasha Banks. I'm going to take Sasha Banks. The way that I see it going, and I'm so far behind in the standings that it doesn't matter what I do anymore. But I see it going where Sasha wins, Bailey loses, and then Bailey is not nearly as supportive of Sasha as champion as Sasha was supporting of Bailey. And then that leads to the Bailey Sasha breakup that we've all been waiting for. So I'm taking Sasha Banks versus Asuka. What do you got? Two beer. That's that's really good book and I like it. Thank you. Um I think I still got Asuka though. Yeah, that's fair. Uh what do you got, Jason? Man, I agree with two beer. You should book the territories at least to get us to where we want to be, but I just don't see them getting off the Oscar train just yet. Kyrie Sane is rumored to be in the mix for a title match, whether she leaves or not. I just think there's more story for Oscar to tell. You just don't see them having that good of an idea on their own, which... Hell no! That was a that was a all bones to the side. That was a good ass idea because you could see it and it would make 
Yes. That's why they won't do it. All right. You know, guys, we usually have all the same picks, but... Well, you guys have all the same picks. I'm I'm way off. So either I'm going to be have a really good week, or you guys are having a really good week because I'm ta- <laughs> I'm taking McIntyre, no doubt, in the main event. McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. We still don't know what the stipulation is. Apparently, there were advertisements or emails sent out trying to advertise for this a while ago, saying that it was going to be a TLC match. But both McIntyre and Ziggler have said that it's not. It's not going to be a TLC match. It's going to be something you guys have never seen before. And I'm thinking, like, what? Like an eye for an eye match? <laughs> I'm taking McIntyre, though. A, I think it's going to be a Jinder Mahal on a pole match. <laughs> what, what do you got, Jason? Uh, I will take Drew for the win. And for the stipulation, I will throw out my guess is that Drew can't use the Quaymore. All right. If Jason wins that, he gets zero points. Uh, what do you got, Tubir? <laughs> yeah, I got Drew. I have, I have not put. I've put about as much effort into thinking about what the stipulation is as WWE has. So, I'm not, it's not. yeah. I mean, zero. Okay, those are our predictions. We got a few odds and ends. Oh no, sorry. Hey, I think we have. One yeah, more we match. do. Hold on, yeah, I got put. The, I got to put the music back on. Hold on, we have uh, Apollo Cruz versus MVP. Tubir, go ahead. Go first. I think we got two more matches actually, because there's uh, isn't isn't Hardy and Sheamus in a bar fight? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that was not on Wikipedia, but we'll hell yeah, we'll, we'll no, do it. No, they're they're in a bar fight. There's okay, the third cinematic match. That's fine. I didn't get on uh, I didn't get on Wikipedia, but let's start with Hardy and Sheamus. What do you got, two beer? Uh, I picked uh, Sheamus last time. I think this is the time where Hardy gets his revenge because he's in his natural habitat see you ain't shit come on it's your natural habitat too don't be mad jason oh, who that's you got the only reason i mean like i can't i'm the pot calling the kettle black here no i was talking to jason jason's the only one saying you ain't shit jason i've seen you in the but bars a lot of times dude i've been in the bar <laughs> with you a thousand times in my life a thousand you know, it's arguably about arguable if I'm an alcoholic. I'm gonna take Jeff Hardy here just for the simple fact that it's a bar fight. I'm not the calling you an alcoholic. I'm just saying you Jeff spent Hardy's a lot of time in a bar, man. I'm taking Hardy too. <laughs> the fact that Jeff Hardy's gotten pulled over more times than Jason and Jeff Hardy's rich and white just goes to show how bad <laughs> Jeff Hardy's alcoholism is. Yeah, and Jason's black in St. Louis. <laughs> like it is it that is amazing. Like you really gotta be a fuck up. And you know what? A lot of those times, a lot of those times that Jeff Hardy got pulled over, he didn't even have a phone to be looking at. Like, that's how <laughs> shitty of a driver he is. <laughs> All right. So, for the last match of the night, we have a real story that they've been telling, which is Apollo yeah. Crews versus MV- Apollo Crews versus MVP for the U.S. title. Of course, we have Bobby Lashley involved. We also have Cedric Alexander and Ricochet involved. So, this is kind of what Vince McMahon would call the Negro Leagues. Um, I'm going to take Apollo Crews, but I will say that MVP has been doing strong work. I know I make, I know I tease about how he's on TV a lot, but MVP has been good lately. I'll still take Apollo Crews. There's no reason to have Apollo Crews face MVP in a match like this, unless the old guy's there to put the young guy over. What do you think JCB? You know, 
uh, I'm going to throw the curveball, and here, and this is the reason why. Cedric Alexander. They've been teasing it. It's kind of been pointed out a little bit on paper. Normally, I agree with you. Old guy puts young guy over. I think it's just going to wait a little bit because Cedric Alexander will be the latest to go into the MVP fold. The Hurt Business. The MVP win. The Hurt Business, which is a great name name for a faction. Okay. I love my factions. They need another guy. You agree with that, though, right? That's a great name for a faction? I was going to say the Beatdown Clan, but that was them in um, Impact. But yeah, the Hurt Business, I like it a lot. It's it's really fucking good, especially when you got Lashley running around putting people in the full Nelson. It makes sense. So you're taking Montel? I'm going to take, right. take MVP. All right. What do you got, Zach? Uh, I got Cruz. I don't think MVP even really wants to be wrestling, but I think he can't turn down the paychecks that he's getting from Vince to carry Raw. So... Um, He's just there, right? And I feel like, uh, like you said, he's there to put over younger talent. And I feel like uh, Cruz is that talent. So give me Cruz. Have you guys ever read MVP's um, Wikipedia page? It's pretty nope. interesting. It's pretty interesting, man. Like he's he's a pretty interesting guy. He went to jail for nine years at the age of eighteen or something like that, but learned how to wrestle from one of the. Uh, one of the prison guards in there who used to know how to wrestle or something like that. And then he got hired by WWE because he could talk. Anyway, those are our predictions for... So he got trained by the big boss man? Yeah. I mean, quote unquote, trained by the big boss man. Oh, yeah. Hey guys, we got a bunch of birthdays this week. Uh, Bobby Lashley is 44. Excalibur is 40. Mike Knox, whatever happened to Mike Knox? He is 42. Al Snow is 57. Joey Mercury is 41. Mandy Rose is 29. Uh, she, she definitely my, got COVID from making out with Otis. In my dreams. Uh, Killer Cross, Killer Carrying Cross is 35. Jinder Mahal is 34. Are those, are those all Ks, Killer Carrying Cross? All- I, di- I didn't mean to say them all in a row, but yeah, I guess they are. I mean, yeah, so you ain't shit either, you're man. the one See? thinking of it, dude. That, that's Yeah, that's four Ks, motherfucker. We can count. Jinder Mahal is 34. Adam Rose, ah, you poor bastard, 41. Fabian Eichner is only 30. Kenny King is 39. Fandango is 39. HBK, Shawn Michaels is 55. David Von, David Von Eric is 62. And <laughs> Fabulous Moolah is 97, I believe. R.I.P. Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to ours for F&B Eatery. For Murray the Murray Man Murray, Lucha Chris. For Two Beers, Zach Pullman. For Jason Cornelius Bell. You know what? We never say hi, we never say hi to the band. Tom MacArthur, Dan Reuter, and Dustin Shaver. Thanks for doing the theme song. Hey, everybody. I am Bill Vagy, and everybody never forget to boo the heels. <laughs> <laughs>